Hello and welcome to Rockstar's brand new podcast series, Fintechcellent, the podcast series designed to give quick 15-minute bite-sized insights from excellent fintech leaders, fintech companies, and brands. Our guests range from unicorns all the way through to seed startups and new concepts. This is our second ever Fintechcellent podcast recording, so I am truly delighted today to be speaking with Darren Chow. Darren is a UCL postgraduate in London, where he is studying a master's in entrepreneurship with a specialization in fintech. He was recently awarded the UCL Innovation and Enterprise Bronze Launch Award for his startup model, Javier, a credit scoring algorithm that utilizes alternative data to assess an individual's credit worthiness. Darren is passionate about fintech data science and machine learning. And today he's here with Fintechcellent to tell us about his crusade to tackle financial exclusion in the UK by enabling more individuals to become credit visible and reach more borrowers, such as borrowers in the gig economy or students and other underbanked categories. So a warm hello and welcome to you today, Darren, and thanks for joining me. How are you today? Yeah, I'm doing fine, Craig. Thank you very much for having me. How are you doing? I'm really good. I've been looking forward to speaking with you again. So uh, today is a, it's going to be an interesting call. Yes, but, likewise, likewise. I've been looking forward to this. So this, yeah, this will be good. Thank you very much, Darren. So before we get started uh, and dive right in, can you tell me where in the world are you today and what color socks are you wearing right now? Sure. Um, I'm, I'm in, actually in uh, Hong Kong at the moment. Uh, and it's 9 p.m. over here, so I'm not wearing any socks. I'm at home. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, sockless. So Hong Kong and sockless, I can't think of a more powerful combination than that. So uh, great stuff. Yes, this is the perfect combo. This is what you. <laughs> this is the official dress code in Hong Kong. <laughs> Excellent stuff. So uh, moving on to the actual uh, content of the podcast, uh, could you tell us a bit about your story, Darren, um, who you are and your background and how you arrived to be in fintech? Yeah, definitely. So um, how, I, how I arrived in uh, fintech? Uh, well, I actually didn't, you know, joining UCL as an undergrad, I didn't really know what fintech was, but um, there was an opportunity presented to me uh, for me to join the fintech society as the vice president. Mm -hmm. uh, I joined because it was a good you know, sort of opportunity. Uh, obviously, I'd be leading the society. It was interesting because it was a new society as well. So um, in, in terms of, you know, business, it was sort of like a startup against the incumbents where we were the new society um, competing on, you know, sponsorship speakers, uh, members um, with the with the more established societies. So I thought that was a good challenge. And, and that's why I jumped into the FinTech Society. And then only then when I started speaking to more people, started interviewing people, uh, I, I started realizing what fintech was. I started becoming interested in fintech, uh, and and that's why you know I, I thought this was a good area to jump into and, and learn more about. Great, great. So kind of the new kids on the block taking a splash and uh, causing a few ripples and uh, getting known a little bit. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So could you tell me more about what is your role today and the biggest lesson that you've learned so far along with uh, how you've gotten to where you are now so far? I know we're early on in your career, but still there might be a story to tell there. Yeah, sure. So um, 
Yeah, based on you know my experiences uh, in the fintech society, I, I combined my passion for fintech with my skills in data science. Uh, I, I did management science at UCL uh, at undergrad level, so they, uh, that trained us to be a data scientist. It was very very heavily data focused, and and so you know combining data and combining fintech, uh, I found a Javier and. What Javier is, uh, as you've explained earlier on, Craig, is that what we're trying to do is we're trying to disrupt the credit scoring system. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know if you know, but uh, at the start of the pandemic, at the start of COVID-19, um, the average credit score of people, of UK consumers has actually gone up. Wow. Um, okay. Bizarrely. Yeah. So I thought that was really bizarre. And you can take two things from it. So either you can think uh, UK people are actually doing really, really well um, because of this pandemic. I, I, I think that's not entirely accurate. So I, the, the other thing you, you might be able to infer from this is that the credit scoring system is outdated or inaccurate. Um, and, and so we're trying to disrupt this whole system and how we're doing that is that, you know, we're doing this twofold. So we're assessing, I think when you assess an individual, you have to assess someone uh, with first their capability to repay that loan and second, their willingness to repay that loan. And I think the second element is something that uh, most credit bureaus or most lenders don't take into account. Um, only, and that's what Javi is doing. That, that's what the startup I founded um, is trying to achieve. We're trying to help the underbanks. We're trying to tackle financial exclusion by helping these people, by trying to you know, help them get a more accurate and better credit profile of themselves. Sounds, uh, you know, sounds great. Yeah. Um, can I ask you a couple of things on that then? So uh, one is I'm really surprised to hear that credit scores have actually gone up on average. That sounds quite ironic. And uh, two, it's how would you quantify somebody's willingness to pay? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And that's a very, very difficult uh, thing to answer. And, and we're in the process of trying to figure that out as well. But fundamentally, what uh, how you measure someone's willingness to pay is by looking at their conscientiousness. And how you do that, well, what we're trying to do uh, to measure that is we're trying to use a combination of interviews and psychometric tests uh, to measure someone's conscientiousness in order to measure their willingness to, to pay. Uh, now, this is obviously not a very, very simple you know, task. Um, if it was, people would have done it already. And it's been done in other countries like Africa as well. Uh, but with those startups, obviously, they can't just come into the UK because of cultural differences. Um, there's also, you know, things you have to consider, like whether or not it's able for people to game the system. Um, but, but just a quick overview on what, what conscientiousness really means. Um, so it's one of the big five, you know, personality traits. And, and conscientiousness refers to, um, first, someone's tendency to be responsible. Second, how organized they are. Third, uh, how hardworking they are. Fourth, uh, whether they're goal-directed or not. Uh, and last and fifthly, uh, whether or not they adhere to norms and rules. Um, so this is what conscientiousness means. And if we can measure this, if we can find some way to measure someone's conscientiousness um, through psychometric tests and interviews, uh, we, can, we can look at whether or not someone's you know, willing to repay that loan or how willing they are to do that. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that because a lot of it is about willingness and attitude basically isn't it towards that so uh, if you can identify what that looks like and create a base for that then i think that could be immensely powerful in today's society 100 percent, i absolutely agree with that 
Great, great. So um, tell me, Darren, what's next and, and where do you see the, the best tech itself and the innovations heading next in your industry segment? Sure. Um, so I think what most people are realizing now or have realized already is that data is the new oil, right? Data is very, very valuable and that's where the money is to be made. Um, so everyone's collecting data, uh, but not everyone's using it the way it can be used. So nobody really knows what to do with the data or how do you monetize that information. Um, so now the challenge is uh, how do we, once we've obtained the data, which they've already done, how can we structure the data? How can we um, analyze it? And how can we visualize it in a way that's going to be useful to us, useful to the companies? Uh, and that's the next challenge. I think that's the next big step. Um, once people can start to do that, uh, then they can take you know their company to the next level, or they can they can find some sort of innovation and provide you know a, make a positive meaningful contribution to society, and that's going to help us as well because once they can get that data, or once we can get that data, uh, then hopefully we will you know we'll be able to tackle financial exclusion. Hopefully we'll be able to help the underbanked, help the gig workers, help people who deserve to get access to fairly you know fairly priced financial services but are unable to do so um and you know obviously i think what we're doing here at javia is um is new and innovative and so i think hopefully companies like javia will be heading will be the next sort of wave of companies heading into into our industry segment I think uh, I think it's a very noble cause and one that is uh, fundamentally adrift in society uh, at the moment. So it's a real remedy that that's required out there. Um, could you tell me, Darren, what does Javier stand for uh, for the purpose of our audience? Yeah, absolutely. So Javier. So yeah, you're actually the first person who's asked me this. Um, and okay, so Javier stands. It's it's an acronym, uh, and Javier stands for just another very intelligent algorithm. Okay, you, you sound very humble with that name and I, I like it a lot, I must say. So uh, it's always good, I think, to hear the, the story on naming convention behind a brand because it, it does tell a story. So um, yeah, I think, I think, I think what's, um, what's really funny is that, you know, everyone's doing their own startups, everyone's building new things and, and they're all AI and tech and, and you know, machine learning, right? And, and everyone's building algorithms here and there. And I think everyone's overcomplicating everything. Uh, so I think, yeah, you know, based on all the solutions that are out there, we're, we're just another company. We're just another startup that, that has an algorithm. And I thought that was a clever play in words. Yeah, I think it is. And I think it shows a lot about how humble you are as well. So I, I think it's a great idea. So my, you. you're welcome. And uh, pretty much towards the end of the session now, um, what would be the most important message or benefit do you think that you could give to your customers or clients or industry niche? Sure. So, um, you know, what I've learned, uh, based on all my experiences, um, not that it's been so long, but based on all my experiences, uh, I think what I've really learned, and, and I think it can be summarized in one quote, and, and this is a quote I really, really appreciate, and it's really, really, um, I've connected with it, and it's a, it's, it's a quote by uh, Sean, Sean Rad, who's the founder and CEO of Tinder, and what he said was, data beats emotions, and I think everyone can learn a lot from this uh, from this quote not 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 just from the perspective of a dating app but it can be actually applied into many daily life use cases or, or you know from a company's perspective and it's that 
you know, you can't get too emotional because work is work and, and you can't let your own uh, emotions make, you, you know, uh, mean that you, you make the wrong choice. You, you have to have some sort of clarity. You have to uh, look at all the facts and, and based on those facts, based on the data you're given or you have, make a decision. Um, and once emotions start getting in the way, then, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Uh, more often than not, it's 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 best to make decisions based on facts. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. Yeah, I've done quite a bit of psychometric profiling myself. And I think having that kind of objective scientific clarity uh, eliminates the subjective bias, you know, that's inherent in people. So I think it's a really valid point what you said. Yeah, thanks very much. No, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think, I, yeah, I feel like I feel like I've mentioned, you know, a lot, a lot to do with data recently, um, you know, based on this chat. Um, but but another sort of advice that I've, I've learned this year, um, well, it's because, you know, because of the pandemic, most people, well, some countries are in lockdown, most people are working from home now. Uh, I, I think what's really important, and, and this is something that I've been reading a lot now, right, with, with the spare time I've had. And, and so I've been reading a book, uh, 12 Rules to Life by Jordan Peterson. And one of the main lessons I got from there was, you know, uh, clean your room, have a tidy room because, uh, and, and this applies to everyone, right? Like, like no matter where you are, at what point you are in your life, uh, you should be keeping a tidy room because if you do want to go out and make some sort of positive impact onto the world, uh, how can you, you know, how can we trust you to do that if you can't even get your room in order? Yeah. So yep. it, it's best to, you know, start small, start, start, your room is, you know, one of the small areas, one of the p small parts of the world that you can actually change and influence. And so do that first before you try to change how others behave. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's a really good point because I think uh, your room and your immediate surroundings are a, a representation of what's actually in your thoughts and your head and your behaviors as well. So uh, I think it's very reflective. So set your stall out first, I think is the message there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's it's great, Darren. Uh, I love the stuff that you said today. So uh, I just want to sort of finish things off and, and wrap things up. Um, I guess my final question is: If you had to pick a rock star person or music anthem, what music track would best resemble you or your business or your culture or your brand, and why? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um. So yeah, I I listen to you know different genres, all sorts of music, um, but. You know, you, you know, one one of the songs that I've been listening to uh, whilst I've been working uh, recently, I've been listening to this song a lot, is "Don't Stop Believing" by by Journey, and um, I I I think this is a really really it's very relevant to what we're doing here in Out Javier because uh, well, "Don't Stop Believing" is about a boy and a girl who are trying to get through uh, you know a rough relationship with each other, but they manage to get back together, and and that's sort of reflective of the people we are trying to help. Um, not that it's boy girl relationship, rough relationship, but it's it's uh, our customers having a rough relationship with the financial system mm -hmm. and, and it's a rough relationship, but, but they managed to get back together and that's what we're trying to achieve. We're trying to help them get back together. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's really reflective of our customers, but also it's reflective to us as a startup because, you know, we're, we're, we're obviously a new startup where we're trying to do this thing. We're trying to build a new credit scoring model. It's not that straightforward. It's, we're not, you know, selling pencils, uh, B2C to customers. We're trying to disrupt this whole system and, and, it's a, it's a rough ride and, and it's, I'd say it's a relationship between us and success uh, yeah. and it's a rough relationship, but hopefully, you know, when we get to where we need to be, we'll manage to get back together and combine uh, these two elements together, Javier and success. And, and so that's why I think 
don't stop believing is reflective of what we are at the moment, yeah, at this stage in point. I think it's a perfect crystallization of, of what you're about. So, uh, and very well articulated. So, really fascinating, really interesting stuff. Darren, you've been an absolute rock star today. Thank you for joining us. And um, my last thing is, uh, if, if anybody wants to hear more about you or your business, what would you say people should do? Um, yeah, uh, go on www.javia.uk. Uh, .uk. Um, so Javia spelled J-A-V-I-A. So that, once again, that's javia.uk. Uh, we have, you know, the Javia community. We, we're trying to develop that community and create a dialogue with 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 consumers with people interested in our product um and so I'd, I'd say go there check it out join our community and and we will get in touch with you um if not check out our linkedin check out check out our twitter uh or feel free to reach out to me on linkedin as well uh, my linkedin is just darren chow uh should be quite easy to find me but yeah uh, anyone who wants to reach out please feel free to i'd always be happy to have a chat with anyone Thank you so much, Darren. Uh, we've enjoyed speaking with you today one-on-one, -on -one, but um, I hope you get some interesting uh, interactions as well. And um, thank you to our listeners for, for listening to the podcast. And I hope to catch up with you soon and, and listen to more of your continued success. Thank you very much for this, Craig. And thank you so much for having me uh, on board onto this podcast. I appreciate it very much. and I appreciate your time. Uh, so thank you once again for this. Yeah, it's been very enjoyable. You're more than welcome. Speak again. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, take care.